Hi there, and welcome back to 10 Most Commonly Asked Questions of Numerology. Today's question is number four. What is a karmic debt, and how do I know if I have one? This has to be the hottest topic out there on numerology. It's the one that I probably get the most questions asked about. So I thought it would be fun for us to uh, explore just a little bit about the karmic debts and how they affect you. All right, let's take a look. So, introducing karmic debts. In numerology, there are two different types of karmic numbers. So they're referred to as either karmic debts or karmic lessons, and there's quite a difference between the two of them. So karmic debts hold way more of a punch than what the karmic lessons do. Karmic lessons, they come from missing letters in your birth name, and they kind of roll around in your chart kind of in the background, but they don't really cause you a whole lot of grief. You know they're there, but they're not too big. But the karmic debts are like, I'm going to feel those, okay? So the karmic debt numbers include 13, 14, 16, and 19. So basically, the karmic debt number indicates that you have a debt to pay in this lifetime for actions that you performed in a former lifetime. I typically call it being a badass, okay? So this means that you are guilty of bad behavior in a previous lifetime, and instead of saying, you know, I'm going to come back as a four this time, no, you said, I better kick some of that karma to the curb, I'm going to come back as a... 13 for if that be your case. So when you see one of these numbers um, show up as a core number, that being your life path number, expression, heart's desire number, or birthday numbers, it's a message that you're working with issues from the past. And it's also a very quick indicator that we're dealing with somebody who has an older soul because you have to be an older soul to have accrued this karmic debt. So an example of a karmic debt in a birth day number. So karmic debts can also be seen in the day a person was born on. So if you're born, for example, on the 13th, 14th, 16th, or 19th day of the month, you're experiencing the effects of a karmic debt. So note, karmic debts are felt more in life path numbers than they are in birthday numbers. Remember, the birthday number is a sub-lesson to the main lesson. So if a karmic debt shows up in your life path number rather than the birthday number, you're going to feel it more than if it's on your birthday. They can also be seen in other areas of your chart, um, of your blueprint. They can be related to your birth name, but they can also be related to your cycles, like uh, your um, epicycle. They can be related to your um, essences that show up that are as a result of looking at your birth name. There's all kinds of different areas that a karmic debt can show up. So if it doesn't show up in your karmic, or pardon me, if it doesn't show up in your core numbers, it doesn't mean to say they don't exist, right? It could be a cyclical time in your life that's related to karma. So let's take an example of a karmic debt in a life path number. So here we have an example of somebody who was born on March 23rd of 1985. So we're gonna break it down this way, like I taught you in the first video. March equals the third month, okay? The 23rd day, we're gonna break that down. So two and three equal five. 1985, we're going to break that down. 1 plus 9 plus 8 plus 5 equals 23. Keep on breaking that down. 2 and 3 equals 5. So now we're going to add the 3 plus the 5 plus the 5, and it equals 13. So this is a karmic debt of 13 at play here. It comes in the life path number, and so this person's really going to feel it. Okay. So you could keep on adding it. 1 and 3 equals 4, and it's true that the life path number is a 4, but we can't um, ignore the fact that it's actually a 13-4, and that's why we show it this way. So let's take a look at, them, at each one of the karmic debts individually. So if you happen to have a karmic debt of 13-4, those with the 13-4 karmic debt might experience a lot of frustration in their lives. Um, they have to work really hard to accomplish any task. It's like they experience obstacle after obstacle. 
I want you to think of it as a consequence of a previous lifetime that you may have been pretty lazy, not really applied. You may have taken advantage of other people. You might have made a lot of bad choices in, in regards to mostly your work um, because the four typically relates to a person's work ethic. Okay, So obstacles will arise for those of the 13-4 karmic debt and they have to be overcome time and time and time again. So the trick to overcoming this karmic debt is related to focus, making sure that you are focusing on the details, that you're not um, taking any shortcuts, that you are really you know, putting your best foot forward. The temptation with a 13 is always to take the shortcuts, um, but often it, success just doesn't come and it causes you a lot of regret and it might even cause you to give up. So in a nutshell, the 13-4 says, I have to focus so that I can get the job done right. Now, quite often people with a 13-4 karmic debt, the way it translates into this lifetime is that they turn out to be somewhat of um, workaholics, right? They have this thing that says, oh, I've got to really prove myself this time around that I'm not lazy, that I am applied, that I have really good sound work ethic. So just keep an eye on that. You know, the other thing with the 13-4 is maintaining a really positive focus all the time. You know, the four has a tendency to call, fall kind of to the victimhood, okay? Meaning that they have a tendency to kind of blame outside circumstances or outside people for their failures, okay? Sometimes you have to kind of point the finger back at yourself and go, yeah, I probably could have done a little bit better there and maybe I should have paid a little bit more attention to the details. So that's kind of what we have with the 13-4. Now let's take a look at 14.5. Now the 14.5 karmic debt arises from a previous lifetime during which human freedom was abused. Okay, um, This says to me that you were likely a prisoner, possibly even a slave in a previous lifetime. What it does tell me is that you probably lost everything you had due to some pretty poor choices last time around. So this time around you might find yourself having difficulty taking risks. Um, when we break the 14.5 down, it's kind of interesting because we've got the 1, the 4, and the 5. Now remember that the numbers to the left of the slash are the sub-lessons related to the big lesson, which is the 5 in this case. So the 1 is all about you, developing the confidence within yourself. The 4 is all about developing a step-by-step, -step, one step after the other, actionable, attainable plan so that you can ultimately have the freedom that you want in your life. Okay, so one, four, five is a karmic debt. So you are here now um, and you're going to experience a lot of unexpected events and how you go through those unexpected events will be determined by how you respond to them. Okay, so it's always about your choices, right? Uh, so you, this time around you have to learn how to be flexible, adaptable, resilient in the face of change. Um, you can become a bit of a slave to your own freedom through the abuse of drugs or alcohol, overindulgence in food or sex or gambling. Remember, you lost everything in a previous lifetime because of poor choices. So this time around, you have to kind of slow down the bus a little bit because the five has a tendency to be spontaneous and want it now. You know, let's just do this thing, right? Um, they become very um, quick to, to make decisions. But the 14-5 says, ah, wait now, let's slow it down. Let's take a look. Let's see what's the best option for us for the long-term gain, okay, rather than being too overly spontaneous. So the key to the 14-5 uh, karmic debt is commitment, okay, sticking it out, starting what you finish, or finishing what you start, um, you know, and, and life will resemble somewhat of a roller coaster uh, because the 5 is always attracting new things, new opportunities, new people, new circumstances, um, but Staying focused on your goals is the ticket here. It really is. Stay focused. Try not to scatter your energy all over the place, and you will overcome this karmic debt. 16.7.
So when the 16 is at play and when it becomes one of your core numbers, this process is about the um, death and rebirth. Okay, it's the rise and the fall of the ego. And it's typically um, acting to serve you, to bring you into higher consciousness. So I call it the crash, burn, and learn. And I should know because I am a 16-7, okay? So this is all about um, getting out of our heads and getting more into our hearts. It's about learning how to feel rather than to think all the time. It's about learning how to connect to a higher power, some, uh, to the divine, whatever the divine is to you. It's learning that you can't do this all by yourself, okay? Um, it can be, um, it is a path of, of growth and great spiritual growth for sure. I, I, I can attest to that. But this can be a really painful process because it usually comes after a lot of ego inflation. Okay, so life presents, life will present a lot of challenges to your bigger plans. Um, and you'll often um, make decisions that will leave people going, what? She did what? Right? She left that guy or she left that education or she uh, quit that job. We tend to um, cause people a lot of alarms, right? Because when we when we act upon things is because we've thought about them. Remember the seven is always the thinker. Okay. So the seven thinks and thinks and thinks and thinks some more. And after they're done thinking, they act upon whatever they're thinking about, but they forget to tell anybody else. So the seven is also about trust. So what happens is the seven will make a big decision and fail to tell anybody in a ahead of time that they're going to make this decision. And it leaves everybody thinking, wow, I thought I knew this person, but apparently I don't because look at what they just did. And I, I never saw that coming. Right. So we have to overcome a lot of trust issues um, in this lifetime. So a self-destructive career choice or an act of stupidity that ruins an otherwise really great relationship, for example, can be the case. It's always going to be about the rise and the fall. Okay, so it can be a challenging life path number for sure. Um, but, you know, when you look at the tarot deck, you'll see that in the tarot deck, the number 16 is the tower card. So the tower should be standing like this, but it's not. It's coming down, right? It's falling down. It's... It's coming off of its foundation. So it's falling. And everybody who's in the tower is jumping to the death because the tower is on fire, right? So it's the rise and the fall of the ego. So Spirit is saying, um, we'd like for you to connect with us. We'd like for you to trust us, right? Stop trusting this and start trusting that, right? So it's, it's a bit of a difficult journey, but it is doable because I've done it. So those with the karmic debts of 16-7 have had affairs of the heart in previous lifetimes. That's the other issue with the trust issues, right? The 16-7s betrayed people in previous lifetimes. So in this lifetime, it causes them to attract situations into their lives revolving around trust. Maybe you're the person who breaks trust again in this lifetime. Maybe you're the person who has a tendency not to trust other people. Maybe you attract people to you that are paranoid um, about where you're, you know, where you are, where were you, and why didn't you say where you're going? And they just, they just have trust issues. So, it's kind of a complex um, life path number for or karmic debt number for sure. But it's, um, it's much easier when you recognize that the seven is all about trust. Now we look at the number nineteen one. So those with the nineteen one karmic debt have to learn independence and the proper use of power. These guys, these guys were the leaders. In a previous lifetime, they were um, committed to whatever it is they, they, they were doing. They were very driven, very competitive, uh, but they stomped on people like bugs to get ahead. Okay, so um, this time around, 
they're not intended to uh, be ruthless leaders. They are actually intended to help people to help themselves. Okay, so when we look at the 19 one, we see a one on either side. That's us on either side. Um, the nine is everybody else. So when we have a 19 one at play, it's us trying to raise other people up. So instead of saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, I'm all that. This is about, hey, look at them. Aren't they doing amazing? I am so proud of them. That's great. I keep pushing them up the ladder and they just keep doing better and better. I'm so happy about that right? So it's taking the limelight away from yourself and placing it onto somebody else. Those with the um, 19-1 karmic debt stubbornly resist help. They have a real issue with their image, okay? They don't like people to think they're stupid. They don't like to be embarrassed. They never want anybody to think they don't have it all together, right? They they kind of hide behind a facade that says, oh yeah, I've got, I'm, I'm cool. I'm, I've got this, right? Meanwhile, they're spouting around a drain, right? So, um, you know, they become very, very stubborn and uh, very resistant for help. So their independence is actually self-imposed, right? Because they simply don't want to listen to anybody else and they don't want to accept help from anybody else because they're too embarrassed to say, I need help. So the 19 karmic debt can be uh, somewhat of a, a self-imposed prison if you don't open, open up to the reality that interdependence, working with other people, and the mutual need for love is so important to you. Um, so difficulties will arise, definitely through personal struggle, no question. But the 19-1 will always be a leader, very original. Um, they're very determined. Uh, they have a, they have a little, sometimes they have a little bit of an edge about them, you know, because they, they really want to do well, and we can't fault them for that. It's just recognizing how to be a leader, um, maybe by gentle persuasion rather than brute force. So I hope that helps to make sense there. So how can you learn more? Where can you learn more? Well, you can check out my website. It's annperrynumerologist.com. I've got all kinds of really cool um, videos on there. I've got a resource page you can check out. You can check out my YouTube channel, of course. Really love it if you would subscribe. All kinds of videos in there. I've got my Facebook page, annperrynumerologist.com. You can check out. I've got a bunch of free courses available now. You can uh, see them on my annperrynumerologist.com website. And that's it for today. What's coming up? We're looking at question number five. How important is your personal year? So I hope to see you in the next video. Thanks so much. I'm hoping you're having a great day. Take care. Bye for now.